0: As I sit under the shade of the Green Dome drinking tea, memories and stories came flooding back to me. I hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy telling them. Alright, Madeline, this one is for you, yeah, this is a, hopefully this will go on the podcast thing, poor man's podcast, but in 1997, when I first started coming into, where well, I, I need to start practising this religion and find out more, I used to bump into lots of people in the mosque and that, and they used to send me, and then they, I used to say, where can I learn more, where can I learn more about God? Where can I learn more about the Hadith, about the sayings of the Prophet, peace be upon him? Where can I learn more on what I need to do, how I need to get to paradise? So I'd bump into people in the mosque and different places. One guy I met, he was a, funny thing was he was a model for love making videos. But me and him met on community service when we both got in trouble with the police. And uh, I met him when I started practicing, he goes, "What's happened to you?" I go, "I've gone religious." He goes, "Oh, you might want to meet my mate in Hawick." So I said, "Yeah, yeah." Does he know about religion? He goes, "Yeah, yeah." And then I met this, guy, and then I went to meet that guy, and he introduced me to this guy called Sheikh Faisal. That guy was a bloody nightmare. We invited him to our town. And our local mosque wouldn't invite him, wouldn't let him, wouldn't let me bring him in. Luckily for them, but he got invited into the other mosque. So we gathered a load of people there He used to make us fight each other. He used to That guy had no spirituality He was just there condemning everyone's going to hell this that the other blah 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 And he ended up to going to, and we ended up inviting him for about three or four weeks In the end me and my mate said we don't need him anymore. They were we were fighting were each. <laughs> One guy who we know, a hard man in the town, he had I think gold ring or gold earring or something and he st- while he was preaching he said take that off, this is the kind of preacher he was. A bloody nightmare and we could have got in a lot of trouble, if, uh, luckily they weren't official gatherings, we could have got in a lot of trouble with the police when he got arrested, I think he's in prison now for terrorism. Then another guy I met, he goes you need to go to Finsbury Park, there's some good things going there. So got the tube, went to Finsbury Park. And that guy, I went to speak to the leader of the people. And that guy, guess what? He looked me in the eyes. I went to see him at the end. I go, yeah, I want to learn about God. I want to learn about the prophet. I want to become closer to God. Can you tell me, like they told me, you're the big man here. And he looked me in the eye and he goes, we need people like you in his Egyptian accent, which I can't do now. And then he went to shake my hand and guess what? He had two hooks. That was Abu Hamza. But I decided, <laughs> luckily for me, God guides, luckily for me, I decide, I thought in myself, I don't want to see these people again. But i tell you the truth, if he looked me in the eye and he said, we need people like you. And God knows I was at a vulnerable stage then that if somebody said to me, The only way you're going to be close to God is if you go to Jihad or if you do this, if you do that. I might have actually done it, and luckily I met these uh, simple people called Tabliki Jamaat. They seemed the most genuine to me. They gave me help, me and guidance for a few months. There was other crazies I met. I mean, one time I went to this this HT group, Al-Mahjaroon. It split into. Oh yeah, wait, I've just remembered another story. Whoa, this was incredible. This is going to go on a bit long though. This was roundabout just after Bosnia. They, and the, the guy in the mosque in Stoke Poges Mosque in Slough, which they've sorted themselves out now. They used to invite everyone as well. And they said, uh, let me, what happened in Bosnia is going to happen in England soon. And they're going to rape your sisters. They're going to rape your mothers. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And this weekend, we're going to have a survival course. You lot are going to need to know how to survive in the wilderness. Just in case it all comes on top for the Muslims. I thought, what? And the way he was talking, I'll tell you the truth, I weren't that impressed. But I thought, man, if Bosnia happens in England, we need to get prepared. So you remember the army surplus shop in town? I went and got my tough boots. I went and got the army clothes, compass, torch. I was ready to learn how to survive in the wilderness in a weekend course and uh, went to Slough railway station and me and my mate, God bless him, he's passed away now, wonderful guy. We were sitting outside uh, railway station waiting for the guys to take us on. Remember this is Jihad training camp, it's alright, I don't mind saying it, this is in 1997, I didn't know no better uh, at that time. and. the funny thing was, there was a camera, camera crew pointing at us. You know, with those big speakers with the, with the microphones, the huge microphones in those days. They didn't have a good equipment, and they were pointing at, they were filming us. And I, I, my mate Shaheen, I said to him, I go, bro, I go, look that camera. They're looking at us, bro. They're looking, they're filming us. All. I said, uh, what's going on here? He goes, I don't know what is going on? It was like a scene from that film, well, I can't remember, Four Lions or something, it was like a scene from that guy, bro, what's going on? You guys, I don't know. So we went out, I went out, I confronted them. I said, what are you doing? You're filming us. They looked at the other guys who bloody, the... I was going to swear then, I won't swear, that preacher who'd been preaching to us said he's going to do us on a survival weekend, go in the wilderness, and he, and he was from al Mahajirun group, so say this to anyone you want. That Umar Bakri group, so you can spread this wherever you want. I don't mind who, who hears this. He was in that Umar Bakri group. He told us that we need to learn how to survive, just in case a Bosnia is repeated in England. <clears throat> and then he phoned up the Channel 4 News, yes, or Channel 4, and he said there's a, there was a group of people who are going to do a jihad training camp. And then... Channel 4 made a documentary on and me and my mate, in the end, we decided we we're not going. We said, what joke is this? What joke is this? And we we warned them all. We said to them, look, you're having a joke. This guy, I don't know what his game is. Even uh, even then, in 1997, and we had enough wits about us, me and my mate, to say to them, we warn you that somebody's making money out of this, and there's something not right. And then... Uh That documentary actually went on Channel 4, and it was called the Tottenham Ayatollah. And it was about Al-Mahajroon and it exposed them as a crafty group who were intent on terrorism at that time. So, Madeline, this one is dedicated to you, yeah? To tell you, in Islam there is false people and there's truthful people. And there's false saints and there's truthful saints. And there's, in the world, there's false gods and there's real gods. One of our life's missions is to find out the real ones. So, Madeline, may God guide you to the light, to the truth of our purpose on earth and uh, why we're here. And uh, may God lead us to that, what's going to lead to blessings in this world and the next world. Amen.